Oh my god! Like oh, you guys oh, don't you care as much as I do about this, but Jesus! Behind the scenes, of drunk therapy. This is like fucking a modern. There's an aggressive drunk kiwi trying to fix some technology. Oh, yes. There's a reenactment. You can't of, like clap or something. There's, there's a reenactment <laughs> of Shane at least thirty seconds into sex. Yes. Was it good for you? <laughs> no, I say the same thing. Can you fucking clap or something? Wait, no, genuinely, like, just because I joked about that there. Do you make a noise when you come? Who are you talking to? Anyone. You. <laughs> More you just now, but... Are you a silent, are you a silent uh, ejaculator? Uh, my mum's no listening to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't, don't want to admit to being a silent hmm. ejaculator. That's the worst day. I think I'm a silent ejaculator. I'm not. Even when I'm like wanking, I'm a silent ejaculator. It'd be weird to yeah, make a noise. Yeah, you don't make noise when you're wanking. wanking you're it's like a shameful thing. You don't go, I just finished everyone. I was hiding this from you, but now I want you to know. High five in the cat. You the weren't there noise. by my side the whole time. <laughs> Why are you wanking in the room with your cat? The only noise you have to do everything in the room with your cat. I would one. Like, you, use your cat that as a Has rag. a dog ever licked your arse with John Sack? <laughs> The following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. We're, we're extending the intro to four mates talking shit over a beer because this is the run of episodes that we can't be fucked <laughs> talking to strangers or booking <laughs> strangers because it can be an arduous process trying to match up diaries. So we're just hitting up every single one of our mates to come on the podcast and we're going to call it Drunk Therapy and Friends for yeah, the next like 10 episodes. Because they're our friends. And we reckon if you listen to them and you hear their chat, they might be your friends. We're just making everyone friends. Exactly. Before the sub crawl, which is the 12th of October. <laughs> that was fucking mental, by the way. Like, you put it on, like, real gung-ho, like, yes, it's the 20-something the of something. And then all of a sudden you changed it. And I was like, oh, he's fucking made a meal of this. And then <laughs> about five minutes later, there was a bit of chat in the group chat. And you changed it again. How many times it's, did you it's change? It's been great. It's, it's going exactly as I expected. <laughs> I changed exactly as I expected. I changed it three times. <laughs> in uh, how many hours? In an hour. I changed it like three times and every time Ross uh, messaged every single time went, I don't care how many times you change this, I'm fucking coming. <laughs> was like, that's the sort of enthusiasm I want. As I mentioned, it's Drunk Therapy and Friends for the next 10 or so episodes and we've got Chrissy Meekham. 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 That's yeah. what I said. A good friend. Great mate. Mate. Like, <laughs> I've, I've said that since I've known you. You can tell Chrissy we Meekham. go back. Huh? <laughs> uh, and what was it you just said before the podcast started? Well, we're talking about having... Sex or something No wanking when the cat's in the room <laughs> And I said Has a dog ever licked your arse And that sounded really weird But it's, it was strange The so dog A the, dog licked your arse during sex I The dog was a bit attached To the lassie And it kind of got jealous It was like So see when we're, we're going at it It was getting jealous And that's so I was like This is a bit awkward It was like Right looking at me And then I was gone obviously For it that uh, dog, literally doggy style, and uh, next minute later, things like, my, like yeah, because she's fucking stole it style. Eh? I was like, I was I'm like, the dog here. I was like, I, and I said to her, and I, I literally went, like, I went, oh, and she went, what's happened? And I went, your dog's just like Mars, and she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I was like, get the fuck. So, <laughs> so did you leave the, the cat? Was instant, instant floppy. Did you enjoy uh, it a wee bit though? It felt weird, but it was cool, quite cool <laughs> to go back to the cat thing. But so I. Yeah, do you, do you actually you do you do stuff when there's a cat in the room? Mate, you never know when a cat's in the room. That's the thing about a cat. <laughs> I, like ninjas. You, you, you could be close to anything and then the wee cat just pops up in your lap and you're like, Bad. I put a lot of work into this and I want to see it through. So if you just need to stay there, that's that's your business. But I've got my business to finish in here. The, uh, the old house that I lived with. My you lived with a house. Yeah, the house always watched me having a wank. It was weird. Um, the, nah, the old house that I, yeah the old house that i lived in sorry um my flatmate almost insisted upon the cat being in the room when he was having sex by the sounds <laughs> of it no i'm not saying that he did it just felt like it because it was weird as if he seemed like, like a weird power play. Of it. and i couldn't do it i would make sure the cat was out the room before i'd done anything i think cats are different cats have such judgment they're all right but see dogs dogs are more interested in what's going on definitely, definitely couldn't have depth. a wank with a dog in the room because <laughs> like, the dog the, the dog would dog be judging guys. you properly i would stop and play with the dog at that point because <laughs> <laughs> i would just feel like, hey how you doing boy like, again very yeah. careful with how i phrase it y'all know what i mean it's like weird foreplay in it but before we go any further james I, like at the start of this conversation you said you you're finishing or getting close to finish while the cat was there and you said like 
mind your own business, do your thing. Have you ever finished with a cat touching your body? No. I mean, look oh, at don't, me. don't look at me like I'm a weirdo because you're like. Well, it depends. See if you're having a wanky over or under the covers. I'm not doing it in bed. You never have a wank in bed. I oh, only, wank, I only in bed. wank in bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you wanking? Sorry, sorry, Are you squat wanking? <laughs> <laughs> I just go out by the bins. Um, <laughs> Cut out the middleman. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm fucking <laughs> you go out by the bins. <laughs> like Oscar the Grouch or something. Just <laughs> Well done, by the way. That must be like the longest running episodes we've went without wanking and I make it about what, three before we got back? Oh, it's been three episodes since we started stopped talking about wanking. Nah, because Jennifer uh, got back to us on the bodily fluids thing and she said, nah, do whatever the fuck you want. I got a contradictory answer to that from a secret source. What so, source? So is this, oh, are you bringing fucking Jenny Pimpkins in or something? No, no. <laughs> um, but no, because I read that for Jennifer and I was like, good, we've all learnt something, science lesson. And then someone else replied saying that sometimes there's an extra dribble and now we're back to square one. Right, so to backtrack on that, what was the question? We asked Jennifer, who got in touch after initially getting in touch saying that we shouldn't talk about bodily fluids on a Monday morning. And then she said, sorry guys, or Jennifer's or cunts, if it's me who's talking about it. And then we put a question out to Jennifer to say, because guys, Chrissy, as you know, guys will do a piss, shake, and then they'll walk away and a wee bit of dribble just go in a box us no matter what. Like yeah, it was just fucking yeah. planted there to assassinate yeah. all cotton under her trousers. Aye, and she said it doesn't happen to women. This was Jennifer's word. She went, no, nah, it doesn't happen to women. So she must have she- like an amazing pelvic floor. But someone else I feel that Jennifer's exact words were That she spoke for all vaginas in the world Fuck that is That's quite a job isn't that's it a Speaking for all vaginas in the world She is the official vagina spokesman for the UN um, But So you said you got a, why, why is that a private source Is it one of your sisters No Funnily enough when I said that I knew <laughs> one of his would say it wasn't So your secret source you're not telling us No Is it that, that, I I'm res- happy to confirm it's not my sister I quite so. respect that Can we all have a secret source Like right, One, yeah, one an episode <laughs> Where we can just make something up From our secret source well, no, Shane does think, that every episode You guys think I make everything up I, I just want an episode Where we just go back On all the things That you claim are made up And I fucking prove them Using science Look like, at you Like a shit Mythbusters you honestly love yourself that much that you want us to dedicate oh, a full mate, episode to going back to you. Did you listen to, to the you? gambling one? Jesus, oh, I gambled. Oh. No one listened to the gambling one because you two just sat there in silence and I was just going, <laughs> little, and I went, don't release that, please. Did we release it? Is that you? No, nah. it's not yet. Oh, you've got is, a bad belter. It's not very good for the years because it is just James going, blah, 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 for an hour and a half. Well, and, yeah. and, and uh, it's just, it's, this is coming soon, so it's a bit of a tease, but like, he was like, oh, guys, we'll have fun with it. It'll be funny. And then James spilled his heart we, out. We to spoke us. about this on the last podcast, Shane. Oh. We've covered this topic That's exactly, but we'll just keep talking about it and tease it so everybody is like, "Must hear this podcast." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chrissy, how you doing, mate? It's been a f- it's been a few years since uh, I've I? seen you. Yeah. And you've been you spent the summer just partying in Santi. I did. Uh, so you're a DJ yes. uh, by trade, trying to you know be a DJ. I don't know if you're any good. I've never been in a club. Do right. you drop Mister Brightside? Oh. Depends on the occasion. Right. Unless you drop Mr. Brightside, you're no my type of DJ. No, no, no. <laughs> Depends. I end of the night stuff. I. That's more. You fuck my sheep. sheep. <laughs> I'm kidding, mate. I like dead mouse. I'm way cooler than that. Above and beyond. That's the kind, kind of guy I am. But now nah, you, um, you're just bat face, aren't you? I am. Yeah. What's bit mental? Bit mental. Tell aye. us about that. It's. It's weird. Like I don't stay obviously in the city or anything like that. So seeing be able to walk out. And walk out from your room And have 14 clubs Literally a 5 minute walk away from you It's a bit It's a bit surreal uh, I think I had 4 nights in the whole summer Jesus so, How's your liver doing? Uh, I think it's alright <laughs> <laughs> You're on a podcast where you're getting drunk so I, I so. no, I no, um, I think I'm immune now I had, a, I had a boozy session with the boys all day And both of them puked And uh, I was alright so you're I'm basically, a, you're an alcoholic. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. You say you're immune. I've got a problem. I've got a problem, Is that not the case? But when you go on like a, a three-day lap bender or a long weekend, it's usually by the third day, it's just impossible to get blackout drunk by that stage because you, you are just like 70% Aye. alcohol anyway. Try being on a three-month bender. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. So tell us, like, how the fuck do you end up? Because I'm... We've spoken about this before. I'm in a situation where I've always wanted to work abroad for a while and I've never had the fucking cojones to do it or situation to do it. Um, and a podcast with two guys that had went, expanded the horizon, one in Spain, one in the UK um, and Australia. And I'm quite jealous. What, what brought you to one, right? 
I'm fucking putting down tools in the UK and I'm going to try and get some work overseas and do what I want, like, passionately. I felt for my profile in order to grow as a DJ, that's what I wanted to do. And I felt like I'm looking at other people and I'm going, oh, look, they're doing well for themselves, they're doing well for themselves. I could do that. So literally two years ago, I booked a holiday, booked a one-week holiday, one flight, booked it in a hotel. I mean, if I find work and a place to stay within a week, I'll stay. If I don't, I'm going back home. So you fucking hustled for that week? Aye. Did you get pushed for a few nights and then went, right? I, How do you, had, do you need to get pushed to I, get the hustle on? No, I kind of, uh, if you if you get pushed and then you go and speak to the to the owners, you find out who the owner is and you go and speak to them and you, your confidence is obviously a bit up. Mate, I want to speak to the guy who runs this place. Is that him there? Is that him there? He's the guy wearing the shirt, isn't he? He's the guy wearing the shirt, isn't he? He's the guy wearing the shirt, isn't he? So what, they don't take anybody new walking in, you need to win their trust? Aye, literally, he's like, if he tells you if you're shite, tells you straight up front if you're shit or not. It's quite nice though, isn't it? Like, if you're shite, it's not, it's not great for your confidence. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not ideal. It's, it's a great way to live, like, mate, you're a wee bit shite. Within, within two weeks of working in that place, he was calling me a Scottish cunt, so that was ideal. <laughs> I was like, fantastic, that, mate. A good Scottish cunt or a bad Scottish cunt? No, in a good way, I think. I don't know. Scottish so I was at the mid like holiday just I don't really know. Zanti to me just sounds like Malaga or fucking Megaluth or one of those yeah, places that yeah, I'm probably Is it like that? They're all kinda they're all kinda roughly the same ish. Yeah. yeah. Just like it's, lads it's, it's, getting it's, tattoos. Uh, yeah, and, tattoos, fucking everything. Have you seen I've seen I've seen literally everything over there. It's like, so shagging you, on the balcony, everything, everything. Just my madness. What age are you just now? Twenty six. And did you go a lads holiday before that? No. So you just got exposed to mental ad holidays. Right, just straight on. And um, I haven't met people out there and that was it. What's it like? Is, I remember seeing a TV show like Sunny Beach. I've never well, been on lads holiday. Well, like see, TV. I've been on two, James. Like, you tell us about your lads holiday <laughs> then. I, I went to Zanti twice. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the least lad person in this podcast is went to two lads I'm holidays. pretty sure we spoke about this before. Oh, fuck it, it's not my thing. It's like... I like dance music, but I don't like fun. And uh, the, <laughs> the highlight of that trip to Zanti was just seeing English cunts get battered. Oh, no, I, no. <laughs> Just sat and watched English cunts get battered. That's one thing. When you come back, you get a bit surprised when people start speaking to you in a Scottish accent. You're like, holy shit, what's going on? I've not heard that in a while. Is that what I sound like? Fuck. <laughs> Literally, it's brutal because there's so everyone that I worked with, everyone was English. Like, there was not another Scottish person in the club that I worked on. It's weird because it's like <laughs> a holiday where you pure cling on to other Scottish people. He says as if you've been on like a desert island for ten Literally. years, and then you see you hear like a Scottish person. I think I remember the second time I went. The second time I went was the worst holiday I've ever been on, bar none, <laughs> absolute by a mile worst holiday I've been on. And we went into a supermarket, and there was Buckfast, and you'd honestly thought that we'd been fucking five days without food and water. The way people were just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Come across Iron Brown It's the holy grail fast, And you're like Yeah I know you drank it Four days ago Before we <laughs> flew out here And they're like But it's in, It's, it's Zanti Buckfast And you go Well it's like 25 euros for a bottle And they're like Who gives a fuck It's Zanti Buckfast Like you just Morph into the weirdest Character out there You thought Aye it was bizarre But English it's, can't it's get battered Do you know what's the people For me that Not the ones that Discover I am real buck fast when they're there and get really excited. It's the people that like pack 12 pot noodles in their bag when they're heading out. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the like, tea bags. Ah, no, Margaret, yeah. I'm not going with it. You're like, fuck off, man. But they've got like commitment. They genuinely like are giving up clothing yeah, so they so can like, eat a, a fucking shitty noodles. Nah, I need my Tetley tea bags. They don't have them out there. <laughs> yeah. Hell, I know. I'd, I would imagine even working over it might be different if you're DJing, but. I'd, I remember Zanti couldn't move for like, PRs and reps. It was oh, a nightmare. So it was just a fucking See, even three. Uh, so describe, it, describe it to us. So, you get to Zanti, what's the, and you're trying to hustle a wee bit? Yes, well, I, I stayed on the strip this year, so it was a bit different for me because I was literally about a five to ten minute walk away from the club, and that was at the bottom of the beach. So you just imagine it's just a big strip. But even towards the end of the time of the season, I was walking down, like just going out with my friends, and I was still trying to get PR'd, and I was like, I'll literally say hello to you every night. Yeah. I was like, I'll literally walk past you every single day <laughs> and you're still trying to PR me in your fucking shitty club. You, I've spoke to you before. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, as a worker, you know what I mean? But as a as workers, you do get good discounts and things like that, which works out quite well in your favour. Like, Mate, fuck the discounts. I, tell us about the decadence. Tell right, us about the deceitful side right, of right, like, um, holidays. <clears throat> well, like my... I was talking to some of you earlier before. Um, <laughs> my boss was uh, a bit mental. And uh, he said, look, if he's going to do... Even they said to the PRs as well, but it was like, be quick. <laughs> if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do, because because they've got a job to do, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he's like, look, if you're gonna shag anything, 
do it in VIP, but make sure you're quick about it. And literally, so we, anytime, uh, no the, every time they were taking a girl, anytime <laughs> any of the boys were taking a girl up to VIP, we could see it. And uh, there was... Well, well, likewise, did the girls just do the same as well? The girls weren't really... The girls were more discreet about it. They would do it in the hotels and stuff, in the rooms and stuff. Classy, and were, yeah. classy. <laughs> Whereas the guys were like, right, you, up there. So you were like, not to fucking, like, real fucking caveman this, but you were a mad shagger in before going out there. Is it just a fucking sea of everybody's hormones wanting to have sex when you're in a place like that? Aye, pretty much. Like, I nailed it on the head there. I it's... Um, I think see the guy that won uh, top shag top sh- so we do awards That's at the end of the season. That, that award we do awards. Horrible. Guy right. got top shagger. Eighty nine he was on, That's and that was at the that was when was that the fifteenth of August or something like that. That that makes me that creeps me out. Are you but that's like freaky, top, top shagger awards like fucking. I don't especially know when it's sponsored by Oxfam. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you want me to call you top shagger? Just on the side note, I think. It's like a cool nickname, like, oh, top shagger over See, there. See, when I was in first year of uni or second year of uni, I can't remember, people used to walk up to other folk and go, what's happening, top shagger? And I was like, <laughs> this, nah, is, sh- this is where I need to leave uni. What's <laughs> happening, shagger? And I'm like, mate, I've not had my whole in like about a year. It's, it's a nickname <laughs> you're just, that's... You're just mocking me now. <laughs> a nickname that's creeping back into society, shagger. When people say it's happening, shagger, and you're just like, no, I'm just a wanker, mate. Yeah, <laughs> just shagging just, my yeah, head. Just, it doesn't really count. Let me ask you this. Did that change you? When you go into that fucking environment. It it does because you're literally living a different life out there. Like you're drinking all the time. Free drink when I'm DJing as well. So I can get absolutely hammered. All the workers go to this after party. It's like an after party club. It's only open for the workers from five o'clock. And we go there. And then that's when, again, you see the sea of hormones goes kicking about everywhere. And everyone's just pulling everyone and trying to shag everyone. See, what you're saying here sounds like, you know... 21 year old Shane's fucking wet dream genuinely is it and honestly is it awesome or do you kind of get the whole mad like homesickness or do you kind of go sometimes like like I don't want to have sex with a random person I want to I don't want to make this sound shit but like do you ever go fuck I just want someone to spoon homesickness I did in my first year see this year didn't at all not once yeah the only thing I genuinely missed was driving that was it because I was having to walk fucking everywhere that was it the only thing I missed was driving. Nothing. Didn't get any homesickness. I didn't want to come home. Essentially, so, why not? Um, I was enjoying it out there. I, I I'd met really good friends this year, and liked who I was spending my time with. And I was like, nah, I didn't really want this to end yet. So did everybody like that you met have to do the same as you and just head back? I will have to head back at some point. That's us. As soon as the work stops, that's it. Other other everyone starts to fade away a bit. The whole island, well, not the whole island, but is it Leganis? Is that the name of that area? That just shuts down until May now, doesn't it? They just like it's it's like hibernation. So all the locals will just bank all that money for five, six months, and then they just shut down. They do that in Portugal. They do that in Portugal from October, and it's it's amazing. They just because they work themselves to a fucking bone, don't they? When you think about that, I don't know so much about Portugal, but think of the shit they only put up with for like they deserve fucking five months off for the fucking. Nonsense oh, that they only <clears throat> see I and like Shane, you're saying there, it's like it'd be like 21 year old use wet dream. Chrissy, I would say you had like an element of star power as the DJ. I was a bit, uh, a bit more controlled when, when you're there as a punter. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> the first time I went, so I went when I was 17 and 19. And the first time I was working at McDonald's, the first time I went, I just turned 17. And I was like, this manager at McDonald's who's like one of the most tragic, he was nice, but he's like one of the most tragic human beings I've ever met at the same time. <laughs> And he, he was telling Going me this story, and, uh, and I was like, I was doing loads of overtime, saving up for this holiday, and he's like, oh mate, it's amazing, like, you're going to go out there, and you're going to be like shagging every night, you're going to be mad with it for two weeks, and I was like, oh, that's brilliant, mate, like, where did you go when you done it? And he's like, oh, I, I've just seen it on TV and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was the perception that was in my head, because like, to show my age as an old cunt here, this is when like Ibiza Uncovered and Club Reps and all that was on TV. So that was my perception, and then you go out there, and it was an absolute fucking sausage fest. It was like fifteen <laughs> guys to every lassie out there, and it was just like you were essentially you weren't speaking English. You were just walking around like pounding your chest. Just going, rah, rah. That's what you found towards the end of the night. It generally was a sausage fest every club. Yeah. Towards the end of the night, all the girls are done by then, and you're just like looking about, and you're like, "This is, this is shit." Is there anybody over the age of twenty-five got his auntie? Apart from me, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you felt you No, 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 there is, there is a. I uh, know there is a couple. There was a couple more, quite a few more older than me, but I would say I was probably one of the older workers. To be fair, but just like I'm talking about punters, 
Just nah, going? You, you uh, not, not really, no. It's, it's fully 18-year-olds. Just oh, right. 18-year-olds going to make bad decisions? Aye. It's What's the most mental thing you've seen when you were over there? Uh, see, was it? I think it was, it was actually my first year two years ago when I was there. It was a massive, massive street brawl, man. It was nuts. And English guys. Aye, it was, <laughs> fun enough. But uh, they were. You certainly like we no, hate English people but, in this podcast. But they were it? they were picking fights with I think it was like the Albanians or something like that, and they're not so they're they're crazy, and folk were getting stabbed in that and chucking bottles at each other, and this was all going down the strip, and I'm like, what's going on? That sounds frightening. And um, it's horrible, and then they've got like private security out there, which are hired by the clubs and stuff like that. So this guy hammered it down the road, and he, he crashed into somebody, and everybody was just mental, mate. I couldn't never seen anything in my life. It was after work one night as well. Just like so, what, like four or five in the morning? About half five, quarter six in the morning. Jesus! Everyone just free for all, battering each other. It's nuts. Doesn't just not sleep, like you know, and not not sleep, but is it kind of fucking proper nights out, and then you kind of nap till about lunchtime? Is that how? Like, we see when we done the after party, we finished at eight o'clock, so we were walking back to my. I was like, I walked back to my room and. The local businesses and that are opening, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm away to bed now. And I mean, absolutely hammered. I think the the worst doing I've ever seen somebody have in front of me, I say in front of me from like a safe distance, was in Zanti, where there was it's probably not anymore, but there used to be an Irish bar. See where they beat the goalie, is, yeah, I, and there's the Irish everywhere. bar that looks down on it. See, I was sitting there one night, and I was seeing this to you off mic. There was like these kids who. People would talk to them, but you had to like you had to watch your pockets. And the kids would sell like glow sticks and all that kind of stuff. And I seen a guy chase after one of these kids because whether he, he had something stolen or what. But the kid I watched it was something fucking fascinating to watch. So the kid knew exactly where it was going, and it followed this like road that led down this dark pathway. And the guy followed the kid into the dark pathway, and then like five minutes later, just came out, and he was fucking done in like his face was fucked so it must just happen that there's like big <laughs> big burly kids <laughs> like, big, really big, 12 year olds really big strong year kids old. hiding somewhere and like so if the kids get caught or they're getting like grief they just run down to where the big tough kids are and they beat the shit out of this guy and like uh, fucking, it was a bit a seven feet 14 year old it was so well it was like impressively coordinated <laughs> the way it worked out and I oh they're clever like yeah. they're, they're, they're clever they caught a bit all the time it's mental, like, you made it sound like Paradise about five minutes ago, and now it's full of little gang member kids that will steal your shit and then beat the shit <laughs> well, out of you. I was walking out of the club this year, as we story of eight, walking out of the club this year, and I saw my mate across the road, and it was a place called Chicken House, it was essentially like a crappy, shitty KFC. It's of amazing version. how many different variations like that, right? of KFC that <laughs> there can be. We so were talking about this recently, Chicken remember? House, it yeah. was called, and um saw my mate, he was like quite a big lad, he's fucking hench, right, and he was like, eyes mate piercing looking at somebody like walking down the street like really fast and i was like what well, we were we were just coming to the club and i was like johnny what's going on mate what, what's happening he's like fanny just pushed over my head and i was like why he's like just done it i was in season high school i was in getting chicken eye boy pushed over his pet mate and he fucking chased him down the beach <laughs> <laughs> and then me and my other mates were like but then there was like three of them four of them and he was like chrissy come on all you and i was like Really? <laughs> like, I'll just watch the chicken so, like, lads. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, sounds so well. We all that legged it after them and then they, they bolted and then I felt but, a bit hard. You, you, kinda, you kinda have to, don't you? Aye. Sometimes you're pressured into that. See if you don't then you're not part of that group anymore. Mm. I've done that. I've chased some people with my mates before as well because you're part of that collective. But that's the most ridiculous reason to fight someone. I was talking about <laughs> but still, you're not going to be able to fix that. Uh, yeah. places are going to fuck you up. As but you're well. not going to fix that by battering a more. fucking guy. If anything, you're going to exacerbate the issue. I broke my wing mirror and I need to pay my bail uh, because the police. It's the guy English, though. He was. Uh, was he? Well, and, my yeah. was, and, my mate, and my mate was Scottish. Uh, well, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> situations like that, you just hope there's an alleyway of little scary 12 year olds <laughs> just waiting <laughs> for him. <laughs> Is there places that still show pirate DVDs at night time? Some places were showing Love Island when Love Island started and all that. And then obviously every place, <laughs> every every single place, which says, like, has a dodgy box. There's that boy for Bathgate, what do you know what like him for? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, I know. Do you know what? Pete, so many people said that to me. It was ridiculous. See how I speaking on the boat? Oh, you sound like Lewis Capaldi. And I was like, that's... Uh, fuck off. You would have grown up, mate. I, I know, Lewis. I know Lewis. I do. I've no any any Lewis stories? We done a, a gig 
um, when I was t- nineteen or twenty, when I just first started DJing, and it was in a local pub where we stayed, where I stayed in Livingston, and there was me. I was doing a DJ set at the end. He was singing, and there was a band singing as well. And I think the capacity was a hundred and fifty. 400 people turned up <laughs> fucking <laughs> mental man the police came and I was I went to speak into the mic and I was like right f- guys we need to can this yeah. and the police officer was like speaking at the mic again you're getting lifted and I was like whoa mate I'm trying to do your job for you <laughs> <laughs> literally just trying to save yeah. it so you're getting done for impersonating <laughs> a police officer <laughs> don't batter anyone you know what I mean so was there any indication back then that Lewis Capaldi was going to be that big no Spartan. see when he started doing his first singles and that and they started coming out and they were on Spotify and they were getting a few thousand listens and that I was like he's good he's very good I was like, will he make the break though? And then I <laughs> you used to have information that you kept his phone number for that night. <laughs> <laughs> he I was like, like five times. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, the key is, is that he keeps holding himself out to food companies just now. So if you go back to Zanti next year, you could do a video where you put work in that chicken place. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that'll go viral. Was it Suvlaki Greek? Aye. And just like Louis Capaldi fucking doing an advert for Suvlaki. I would imagine Suvlaki is probably one of the hardest things to find in Leganis. It'd be easier finding fried chicken than you would Suvlaki. One, one euro slice, uh, pizza slices. That's, that's, that's the <laughs> yeah. one. Though. Are they massive? They're the high, huge, mate. <laughs> it's like said Costco that, pizza. I said, I said devil, I said devil. <laughs> Trying to eat healthy, you're walking back and it's just there, they're open 24-7. The, uh, not Zanti, but the only place in the world I've seen a closed McDonald's was Ibiza. Because it was I've too busy? I've never seen a closed McDonald's in my life. No, it was just like shut for the season. So I, I made <laughs> I made the mistake of going to Ibiza for three nights in December well, like, when I was living. Completely in closed for I, it was a just shut. It was like sh- period like of shut days. down. Like it was not a McDonald's, but it was like, all the signs were up and that, it was just closed. That breaks my heart. I went out to that. So when I was living over in Barcelona, I booked I get flight return flights for about fucking nine euros or something. And I went out to Zanti for three nights. And so when you go to Zanti in December for three nights, it's the longest three nights you'll endure. It was longer. <laughs> it was longer than two weeks in Zanti. Went to Zanti in December. Uh, Ibiza. Alright, I'd be fun December. And uh but I I walked around the town, it was genuinely like I had this apocalyptic feel to it, walking down like one of the strips and everything shut down and it's like that there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's just these empty nightclubs and all the rides. So like, all the fucking big bungee slingshot things and all that are all just sitting totally fucking abandoned. It was it was amazing. Is it just like what zombie land is without the zombies? It, it, that was it had that feel to it and then I walked into oh, fuck I can't remember. It was I, I can't remember. San Antonio maybe? And even there, there was people, but there wasn't a huge amount of people. And I seen a McDonald's, and it was closed. And I was like, I, I was like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> closed McDonald's. Did you like, try and break in. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> looking in, like oh, one of those Facebook v- videos with like abandoned buildings. You're just <laughs> yeah, in McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Like, the McFlurry she- machine doesn't work. <laughs> I will free you, McNuggets. I just imagined you go liberating them. Eh? I see, I, Danny, and McDonald's, both of us worked there. Mm-hmm. Did you ever? During the shift, steal a McNugget for a tray. I stole the frozen McNuggets at the end of the shift. And <laughs> just ate them cold. Nah, like was, blocks, that, like that's, that's a bit more gangster blocks. than just trying to sneak a McNugget <laughs> so in your everyone, mouth. Everyone would sneak a McNugget because they were pre-cooked. But at the end of the night, what I would do, because I was flip peak stoner years, was when I worked at McDonald's. So you'd go into the freezer and go take out two bags of the frozen nuggets. And they don't do them anymore, but you used to get the little mini cakes. The brownies, it was like a yes, tray yeah. of three, and uh, the brownies were frozen as well. So you would get, <laughs> this was amazing, you'd get two <laughs> bags of frozen nuggets and a bag of frozen brownies, walk out a fire door saying that you were going out to pick up the letter, throw the frozen bags of food into your motor, like half an hour before your shift was due to finish, drive home, roll a joint, put the deep fat fryer on, fry half a bag of nuggets, get stoned and eat and then by that time the brownies have defrosted as well you're you, like way more criminal than any of us in I, this fucking podcast mate I, it's, it's one of our topics I've got written down a bit of paper I was like notorious for stealing food jobs when I was younger I when mean, I was younger not now yeah he, he doesn't doesn't steal anything anymore it's like baby steps eh? first you're, you're stealing fucking nuggets from McDonald's then you're Next on the beach underneath the fucking the, <laughs> that's why you've gone to Zandy so many times I, ironically <laughs> the second trip to Zandy was funded by stuff that I stole from another job <laughs> I love how you're the ultimate criminal Danny like the law abiding citizen is like this master fucking criminal some uncool fucking reg like can anyone top him for brushes with the law I know I can but mine's is mine's is way more violent mine's is what you would expect from a guy from North Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I was going to say I've never had brushes with a law. So the last podcast. Well, like, you you like almost had brushes with a law. To be yeah, fair. You, last, you you like master criminal. You master criminal. You like doing more criminal shit than us. So the last podcast I told you about when I get taken to court, that wasn't brushes with a law. That was just me being a fucking idiot. All of it's brushes with a law. So what did I just say there? I stole cash. Stole, you chicken, stole nuggets chicken nuggets for McDonald's. I stole cash <laughs> out at McDonald's. But that is this Please tell me it's not from the the. Charity, no, 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 <laughs> no, Ronald McDonald only, only about four grand for the little kids' charity. No, no, yeah. so what they used to do was, uh, McDonald's now the way Subway put vouchers through your door every few months, yeah, yeah Subway yeah, put yeah, vouchers. Yeah. So, McDonald's used to do that, and they'd done it at January when no one had any money, so no one was really going to McDonald's, they would put vouchers through your door. One of which was buy one extra value meal, get one free, and the way it worked because it was fucking back 15 years ago. And it wasn't like big electric tills. It wasn't like the old manual ones that you manually typed in numbers. But if somebody had a voucher, they were never counted. So is it one of those ones where you had to go, ka-ching! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Bring it up. And like I had a fucking a, American toy store at Christmas. Big Mac meal was sixpence. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> a shillings, eh? But the way it worked, nobody counted vouchers the end of the night. There was no record, there was no track of these. So somebody came up and said, I would like to buy two Big Mac meals. I can tell you now, it was £6.38. And I would put it through... As they had a voucher and charged them the six pound thirty eight, but put it through in the three pound nineteen, and they have or they have a voucher. So you do that, and for every, I don't know, say it was for every five, you could take out fifteen pound cash from your till. So Whoa. you, you were robbing McDonald's, but not them. Yes. So the the person, the customer was getting what they anticipated. If I really wanted to have gone full, that wasn't as much as a wee fucking left wing liberal as I am now. If I was like a proper hardened seventeen year old socialist. I should have said, mate, I'm going to put this through as buy one, get one free for you and being a good man. But I still kind of was getting up at McDonald's. But yeah, I, I made fucking... Did you did you discover this yourself or was there some no, sort of... No, it was of, me. Like, this was my idea. Did you tell other people or did you just keep it to yourself? I told other people. So I have a friend. I have no idea. Bring like, them in your circle. Enough. Like, yeah, there's uh, accountability here. Time. I had a good friend at the time, Liam Daly, who now lives in Australia, possibly listens to this. I don't know. But he worked there full time when this scam went on and I was only part-time and he made about £500 in a week from it. Ooh, that, largely, that largely diminishes to what To which I, f- I see no cut. So if you are listening to this, you owe me You 10%. needed to be a McDonald's pimp where you owned these people and showed them how to do it but took a cut. Nah, there's there's fun in bending the rules. Not like breaking the law. Like I'm not saying I sell smack. I used to sell... <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't fucking surprise me at this point, mate. I literally, I thought... I felt guilty at points in McDonald's where I put an extra, and you got a free lunch at McDonald's if you worked there, and I put an extra patty on my McChicken sandwich, so I had a double McChicken sandwich at lunch. I was like, I feel a wee bit guilty about I this. This is wrong. You You're stealing fucking it. money for the I used to hand out free food for fun to friends as well. I did <laughs> that. I did that. that was a challenge. <laughs> and, um, the that was an expectant, so you walk in McDonald's, mate, you're getting a free McFlurry. When I get paid, when I worked at McDonald's, I would spend £100 buying five score bags of weed. And I would take like a little bit out every one and then just sell them back on to mates and then I got a free bag of weed out of it. I honestly feel like I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. I'm best friends with this cunt and I'm finding out so many weird things. Chrissy, have you what what have you done that's illegal? Well she she over there. Like again, I'm re- referring to his auntie again, but obviously the, the, fucking, balloon, like the, the, the balloon mafia the of balloons, Greece. The laughing gas, the balloons are Completely, no, completely, completely illegal. Yeah. Um, no, is that the stuff you put in the uh, cars so as like well? It's like the wee yeah. cracker things, right. the wee, it's like the cream cracker charger things, and then you put them in the thing and balloon, and then you, for 30 seconds, you're after your nut. <laughs> like, that sounds like a really ridiculous high in it. Like, great. For that 30 seconds, I'm going to have the best time of my life. Yeah, well, I was I was buying boxes and boxes of them when I was away because my boss was selling them, and I was selling them <laughs> other people. Fuck's sake, mate. You if, two I, are... if, I, if I got caught, I would have got, got fucked. Yes. So you would have been like in fucking what is it? I would have put oh, Guantanamo. Oh, nah, what's, yeah, what's that program? What's that program? The Prisoners Abroad. Uh, Prisoner Cell Block H. No, no, the one they're like fucking Sky Wonders, and it's just like people that went to Thailand and bad girls. <laughs> <laughs> Orange is the new black. Fuck off. <laughs> we actually we have the other Chris uh, in the studio ready for the next episode. He's got to shout it. Banged up abroad. Banged up abroad. It's his favourite programme. You would have been on Banged Up Abroad. Probably. Fuck's sake, man. Do your parents know how criminal you are? No. Do know. Shane, you're going to make up a story now, aren't you? (laughs) I used to have this fuck. I had the proper hustle going on. So when I was a student, 
I was working part time doing my trade and um does this of, weird thing with his eyes where it's like he, you know he's making up I'm just trying to figure out what names I can say and what names I shouldn't say but basically you say whatever you want mate, so you, you, you were called Fagan there was Oliver <laughs> Twist there was the Artful is the Artful Dodge yeah uh, he's a great now, the, but selector fuck up <laughs> he <laughs> so gets angry now when you say he makes stuff up he no but basically I was um I had a mate that grew a lot of pot but he didn't like to be known as a dealer so he'd he'd do something like you'd do a job for him and he'd give you an ounce or and like what wait, what job are you doing for a guy like you'd go and you'd be, you'd be like oh mate i'm doing Tailing. i'm painting the fence this weekend if you give me a hand i'll give you an ounce and because ah, he grew it and he had too much he was really good at Sounds growing like it this guy's fence, man. but he was just smoking it himself so he didn't want to sell it because if you sell it it becomes you you know you are breaking the law so what i did is i was getting these free ounces and then selling them to my student mates but the secret is right so this funded a trip overseas for me but the secret is you don't tell them that you're the one getting it because they'll never give you the money. They'll, they're always like, oh, mate, can I tick it up? So what you do is you go, yeah, no, my mate's got some. I'll go get it for you. And they're like, okay, cool. I just need the cash up front. And I had them, I had a hole in my mattress and I had about, at one stage I had 16 foil, do we call them tinnies back home? And I don't smoke pot, but I love the smell of it. I was fucking like, I'd just go and sniff it sometimes when I got home. I'd be like, Danny, you believe in this? No, I can't think it's feasible. No, but and like I honestly was selling probably an ounce and three days to my and student mates. And like the same party, I'd sell like 10 foils. How the fuck are you two more criminal than me? And I am the I'm the real fucking reprobate in this podcast. All right, mate. Never done crime. Never sold drugs like me and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, actually yeah, sold young drugs. Team oh, right. me. Young I've team sold drugs. drugs. I sold pride of videos. I'm trying to think of other ones. The, this isn't a crime, but when I worked in Morrison's, I stole the manager's password for the reduced to clear gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most white collar fucking crime there is. And like. I would just reduce everything down to 10 pence and go through and just buy it. Just like a fucking full wheel I wouldn't shop buy them, not like then. a fucking full trolley, but I'm talking about, <laughs> I mean, just go like a full, a full weekly shop of everything at 10 pence. I, I, I don't get want expensive things. I bought, once bought a birthday cake and reduced it to ten pence because I wanted to eat a birthday cake that night. <laughs> was it your birthday or was it just like It looked like a really nice cake, so I reduced it down to ten pence. He was sick of the McDonald's brownies. <laughs> I just like seeing the idea of seeing Danny walking through like a, an aisle with like some lube, some condoms, some like tissues and a birthday cake and it's all ten P oh, like just clear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is he having sex with a birthday cake? I don't know yeah. I'm not saying he's having sex with the birthday cake. You said that one. Birthday, I, birthday cake and a Pokebum wank. I've never had a, had a Pokebum wank. I don't want the cat watching that. Or using the cat, cat as a rag. <laughs> the cat wank was horrible, man. Honestly. <laughs> I don't want to speak about me brushing with a law because I think that people will think I'm an absolute cunt, so I'm leaving it. Mate, you can't. No, sorry. No. Mine's involved like battering cunts and all that. Yeah, um, young team person. Uh, right, like, oh, I don't know if you know, but I'm James and I'm from... Uh, where's he from? Uh, By night, he's Ross Kemp. <laughs> I just had... I, I think Denny there's a Dyer reputation there, to uphold right? as a nice guy, but if I go <laughs> and delve into that part of my past, it's all pretty fucking violent. I got arrested for peeing in an alleyway. Uh, like well, it's not as violent as that, mate. <laughs> no, well, I fucking peed so hard. I've, I've <laughs> never had any literal brushes with the law in terms of <laughs> in terms of actual hands-on like an actual fucking I get brush. chased by the police when I was a teenager hanging up the streets once and it was a buzz I must admit it was like some buzz and I didn't get away but I successfully hid and I was like oh that was like just behind a bush or something that was amazing I like I jumped into a big set of like, trees and bushes and hid behind the wall and I could hear so one the one had stayed in the car and one had got out and I could hear the guy that got out run up the path next to me and it was like proper heart racing, adrenaline rushing and they left and I was like, fuck, that was good. Like, fuck doing that ever again, but that was amazing. So we walked around to the shops like half an hour later and there's those police officers just sitting there eating like a bag of chips and they're like, were you the guys that just ran away from us? And we're like, yes. And Why the fuck <laughs> did you say yes? Because they were covered in fucking mud and like sticks sticking out my hair and all that. You should have just gone, whew, that but orienteering was that, really did you tricky. you through a fucking forest, mate? <laughs> all that buzz was for nothing because they were just like going to not run away next time. You're like, okay. Oh. The, the only thing that police do to you when you're that young is book Take you. Take your name. They aye. book you and then if you get free bookings or something that happens, I never See, got free bookings. It's I, weird. I just let them take my name because 
exactly like you just said there nothing happens my dad wouldn't have cared anyway so <laughs> your dad doesn't care yeah he doesn't have <laughs> you this ever, issue. Ever, ever, ever cared um, but nah I just I ran away from the police once and then just walked into them 20 minutes later <laughs> just gave yourself in <laughs> it felt so bad about did it did you also tell them about the time you stole the reduced to clear gun and the, the dodgy dealings at McDonald's like, yeah. here's everything I've done I'm Frozen sorry chicken nuggets just falling out my trouser <laughs> legs I think because I grew up amongst criminals like properly I was too guilty to do anything like smart as a criminal like you stealing chicken nuggets and fucking <laughs> bumping McDonald's for money I always had this guilt complex like nah they already think I'm a criminal because of fucking who I'm associated associated with or my background so I can't do it but these middle class Lindsay boys could get away with shit like that fucking Lindsay taught a die that's what yes. I always I, I broke into a school once <laughs> tell us that that's probably worse than the North thing, isn't it, actually? A wee uh, bit aye. You know, uh, Zanty sounds like a crime so then anyway. my mum used to stay in, uh, in Balak and I used to go through at the weekends and stuff like that. So I took my mate through with me once in the local school next to it. They had really cheap, shitey windows. <laughs> right? so they were single in. pane glass windows. Oh, was, wasn't they? They were like the, the plastic crap that you could literally push open. Oh, the like bus stop windows, aye, the one that like you them. wanted to fucking, aye. you wanted to break a bus stop window just because it was plastic. It was like them and we got into it and managed to pull the curtain down and then the police fucking stood up we set the alarm off by doing that so we jumped up on the roof and we're running across the roof and the police were circling the place I literally stayed about a two minute two minute walk for this for this joint so I was like fuck so we went for the we waited for the police to circle we fucking jumped off jumped off the roof and like how high it. was the roof? Uh, wasn't he like? Wasn't he like really small? It was decent size, like enough to break your leg if you didn't do it right. No, we landed on grass, luckily enough, so we're all right. Right. Jumped off the roof, legged the fucking legged him and just full on right in my street. And we, I swear to God, no word of a lie, we jumped in a bush, just jumped in, <laughs> jumped straight into a bush, no questions, stood still. The police followed us up into the street and then they circled and went away. But because like, police aren't going to bring helicopters out for we guys, but you feel like they are. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when you're that age, yeah, and that's the only situation where you would jump in a bush, Aye. like because you're hiding for some cunt. See, before you go, Chris, there's something that you posted uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, that kind of just struck a chord with me because. I'm gonna get serious here, guys. Oh fuck! I don't know. Uh, Shane, <laughs> I just want to put Shane. Shane's got an opportunity to stick a wee song on his headphones. This <laughs> is fine. I've just got the mafia wanting to recruit. Nah, so for anyone that listened to this podcast at the start of the year, I was uh, I was on a health kick slash not drinking, and I was going to the gym all the time, and I was not drinking. And then for maybe about three, four months since then, since April uh, to May time, I've kind of I've let the gym slip. I've been eating whatever the fuck I want. Probably not to you know probably to my health's detriment you know i kind of something clicked in me uh the latter half of the first half of this year i just went i don't give a fuck how i look you know i wanted to i genuinely wanted to go on a stag do this year being hench as fuck like you know like proper defined and just like muscly and then I, I didn't get to that point i was like you're probably never gonna get to that point mate because you're not that guy you like having a good time you like indulging and i we switch uh clicked in my head and i went I'm quite happy with my body and I'm the fattest I've ever been genuinely like my belly's the biggest it's ever been and it's not to look at me you wouldn't say you're fat or anything but I know inside my own body I'm like this is the biggest my belly's ever been this is the biggest my chins and faces ever been and mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite happy with that and you posted something up a couple of weeks ago on your Instagram and I was like that's fucking that's good man you're like got a bit of body confidence about you because you're like I'm going to the gym and I'm happy within myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something you're working towards. You're just like, I'm fucking owning my body shape and who I am and it's all about being healthy. Yeah. Um, well, when I was when I was out in Zania, I came across one of the bouncers that worked for us um, was he won Mr. Mr. Macedonia for like bodybuilding. Big, big, big time, big time. <laughs> so it was, no, but I mean, this guy was, he was scary, man. He was a unit. I thought he was coming to butter my boss the first time I'd seen him. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I was Stop like, selling that nose to I was, I was like, <laughs> I'd literally message him, like, mate, there's a big scary cunt here. Don't come near the club until I find out who he is and what he's wanting. Because he was, he just came up and he was like, is George here? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and he, and it turns out I, I became really good pals with him, and he's a personal trainer on that. And he was like, I'm gonna fucking sort you out and stuff. You want to come train with me? And I was like, not really, but fuck it, why not? I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> fuck it. And I think we trained solid for three and a half, four weeks, and we got my body fat down. I think it was five and a five, 
five percent. That's and mental, by the way. And just they've got my they've got my my weight down five kilograms as well. Just for so, people listening, five percent's like not just abs. That's like abs that like fucking poke out and stab cunts in the eyes. That was that was pretty intense. Like it was, it didn't fuck about with me. It was just, I wasn't getting time to rest. I was fucking this and that. And he put me on a strict diet, so I'm like in out there. That's hard because uh-huh. I'm just surrounded by constant shit food. Yeah, constant like pizzas and fucking chicken, and everything, gyros, this and that. And I was having to eat fucking oatmeal, protein shakes, and tuna every fucking day. What struck with me though is like, and I'm not wanting to offend you, but saying this is even the picture you posted up. It's not like Love Island esque, you know. You're no. you're posting up and you're just like a guy. Yeah, you're like dad bod. Yeah. you know. You went from losing a bit of weight, but you're still dad bod, uh-huh. and you're just like owning that. And that's mm-hmm. what I was like. That's fucking. That's what more people need to do. Yeah. They need to just go. This is my body. Uh, it's not the ideal Baywatch or Love Island type body, yeah. but I'm happy and I'm happy in the journey I'm in. And this is fucking. This is me. And I was like, shit, man. That- I, it got to the point when I was looking. Like I looked. I look in the mirror and I'm like. I looked and I was like, oh, that's not ideal. And I was because I was eating shite. But then, even just the space of three four weeks, I was like, do you know what? I look a lot better than I feel a lot better than what I have done before. And like. At first, I wasn't want to post the photo, but it was it was him that made me do it, and he was like, "No, but you look a lot better." And I was like, "But I'm not what I want to be anyway. It doesn't matter." He was like, "You look better. You feel better. This is what you are just now." He was like, "You're happy," and I was like, "Well, yeah." And he went, "Well, fuck it then. Who cares?" That's what I'm. I'm trying to tell people that whenever I hear someone go, "I want to lose some weight," I'm like, "You want to lose some weight for your mind or your body?" And yeah. not to fucking sound like a philosophical wanker, but mm. it's to me, it's all in your head. See if you're happy and who you are. As long as you feel healthy yeah. and you feel good in yourself, then that's what should matter. It's not this idealistic view of fucking abs, muscles, and no, no. everything. That's you need to work on your head to, first, I, and I then that. that'll the rest will come. I uh, before we recorded tonight, you guys went in, so I sat in the toilet in this building <laughs> and ate a slice of pizza. That's uh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Nah, of. Well, yeah, like fuck, and the thing fuck, is, fuck your weight loss, shape pizza, toilet. It's the fucking. But way it's to not go. about weight loss. Weight loss. It's a, for me. It's about being happy in your body, man. And that's no, what I'm I get achieve. it. I do know what you mean. And we've discussed yeah. before about how much better you feel mentally when you do exercise and stuff. But all I'm saying is, if you want to sit in a public toilet and eat a slice of pizza, I mean, I had a you'll feel good as well. Before I came in. I mean, I mean, we had we have chicken club every single day. This is the thing; it's a constant battle. We try to feel better, look better. Feel better for me is way more important than looking better. So if I'm the exact same weight I am right now for the rest of my life, um, or I go a bit fatter, but I feel good in my head. Yeah. And if I go running, I know if you see guys running or girls running all the time. You're like, they don't have like an amazing body, but they must be healthy as fuck or boring as fuck. Boring as fuck. Nah, I like running. I'm a massive fan, but it's all about for me being healthy <laughs> in your body and your head. <laughs> uh, you don't. You what? You don't like, I'm like, I always talk about running and you're like, oh, I fucking hate running. <laughs> it's the Shane's line again. <laughs> well, I was fucking running ambassador over there. There was something else you posted last year. <laughs> the fucking captain running in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> captain playing it, but he only runs, can't fly or do any of the cool shit. Ca- captain running, we already had the Jennifer, the vin- vagina ambassador for the UN earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> We've got James, official spokesman for running. <laughs> I feel bad there for saying that I, I like running when I don't. <laughs> it's all about portraying this image, isn't it? We spoke about this last time. No, there was one more thing, and it's the first time I've caught up with you in a few years because you've been fucking off all around the world, and something I felt was really it was it was raw and honest. Last year, you posted up on Instagram about the DJ lifestyle mm-hmm. and achieving your goals, and you you talked about no one sees. In my head, see if you're a DJ, you like especially anyone looking out at you when they're younger, go, that's a perfect fucking job. You know, you get to spend time in clubs, you get to play all the tunes that you want to play. There's girls or guys coming up to you, you know, and you're having the time of your life. But you kind of flipped on its head and spoke about the reality of DJing and then yeah. saying the industry can be a wee bit poisonous as well. You're saying there's a lot of people that maybe not like you because you speak your truth. Yeah. Can you um, tell us a wee bit about that? I people A lot of people don't see... The sides like, like your your sleeping pattern for a start is is completely and utterly fucked because you're not getting in till four o'clock in the morning, so that's not ideal. Especially if you want to get up early in the morning, things like that. Not getting a lack of sleep is one of them. Um, I've got hearing damage, so there's another one for you. First, like from the top of my head, uh, I have to wear like special earplugs when I'm DJing so that I don't increase my damage in my hearing because it's it's basically fucked. That's what seven years in loud clubs does to you every night. 
um, constant headaches because of the loud music, having to hear all the same shit every single day, having to listen to the same people every day, having to put up with the usual shit. And they, they again, it's like it's not a contracted job, so you could get dropped like that. You don't know what's going to happen the next day. You don't know what's going to happen the next week. You could be doing five gigs one week and then you could be doing fuck all the next week. And it's quite a on the edge kind of thing. And um, if you don't look like you're positive or you're doing stuff or clubs and that can, can act on that and they'll be like, you don't, you're don't you not really doing anything. You're not really benefiting our club. You could get someone in a lot cheaper for the job. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just that. So that's why I feel like I constantly need to be on social media making my th- my stuff look good because if I don't then I feel like fuck like I'm I'm, I'm lacking I'm slacking a bit and the clubs are going to see that the clubs that I work for and be like oh shit he's not he's not up, he up he's not on his game anymore he's not doing this and he's not doing that and it got to a point when I was just it was just repetitive and it was shit and I wasn't liking it and that was mainly one of the reasons why I went to Zanti because I was like nah fuck this man I need a change I need something different went away and it's completely changed my mindset so but it was again. It was it was coming out and saying, saying it because a lot of people look at you and go, "Oh yeah, like you've got a cool life, you've got you do this, you do that." And then when you say something like, "Oh, but it's not it's not about that. It's not really like that." When I'm DJing, it's fine. But see, apart from that, away from that, it's a bit boring. It's a bit shit. You don't do anything during the day. You're just a bit like, "What the fuck's going on?" So I came out and I said it. It's been happening for years, but the doctors never really bothered their arse to help me out before. Until so did you speak to the doctors? Before? I no, I spoke to the doctors many times before. Um, and they said a lot of it was to do with my schedule and so what were you saying to the doctors that I'm suffering from depression and I need help and were they offering you medication or counselling I think maybe the reason why they didn't was because how young I was at the time uh, and I went in last year and I was literally I was hanging by a thread literally at that point and I was like look you need to do something here otherwise I'm going to end up doing something mm-hmm. and they were just like right well Let's take it down a bit. Tell me about everything. Told them about everything, and then they sorted me out and helped me out. So what did they do? Well, they they started me on a small like a small dose of medication, and they referred me to counselling as well. So I've done weekly counselling on my phone, like speaking to people. What kind of counselling? So it's through the NHS. So is it is it is there a specific name for the counselling? Just for anyone out there that um, I can't remember the name for it specifically. Uh, that fucking word specifically. Specifically, living is it um, li- living life? I think that's the one. That's why I used this year. Um, and they give you that number, so I've uh, they just contacted me out every. I can't remember because it was on a sheet literally when I when I started it in November last year. So they just phoned me. Because it's like a scheduled appointment every week. And were you scared? Like, because obviously you'd, you'd reach us, reached out to the doctor, you know, someone that you well, felt could understand. But you well, also taking that next step can I, be fucking really scary. It was because I, I told told my parents and my dad was a bit taken by, but like, he like didn't want to really accept it. He Different generation. I, was he was it? just like stoicism. He was just like, nah. He was like, you're 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 fine. You're, you're bollocks. You're fine in that. And I was like, I'm no though. Mum mm-hmm. was a bit scared by it. She was a bit frightened, but um, ah, it's it's it can it, it can be quite toxic, especially if you're busy all the time. I've done Tuesday through to Saturday every week, and I had a radio show on a Tuesday morning as well. So I was literally getting no time to do anything. Taking too much on. Aye, I was. I was. I was trying to do too much. I was trying to be the best, and I, I guess indicative of our generation that we feel like the best because we. There's a lot of people in the creative industry, so a lot of the community that I'm around, we don't, we're never feeling totally secure with our jobs. We're yeah, always trying to prove course, ourselves, yeah. so we're trying to take on more, show more. Yeah. Um. You never rest on the fact that you achieve something; you just move on to the next thing. Yeah. And it can be to your detriment. But what you're saying there about taking that first step, like even speaking to people, man, that that's fucking massive. And whenever I had to do that for the addiction or any mental health stuff, I the fear in me was so fucking big but the steps I took thereafter they, they were so helpful I don't know you're the same Danny there is there's a, there's a lot of steps aye. Yeah. Yeah. how was the medication because it's no one's actually spoken too much about the medication uh, it's alright it's to be fair I, at first I thought it wasn't strong enough is it um, citalopram no it was the fucking what's it called the, the green and white ones what are they called yeah. um, Celtic <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for the top of my head I can't really remember I've just got packets of them I just take them every morning 
And um, did it take a while to kick in? Did he? What? What? Did it, you feel it? They said they said it would take about six weeks to fully take effect, and I'm like, like oh, that's great. Six weeks to nine. What the fuck am I going to be like by then? You know what I mean? Like. Mm. So but you said you were hanging by a thread. Did they make sure smart, that you were speaking they? to someone yeah, and they, giving up? But at the start, there was a bit more. But yeah. now, like, they were phoning me more than once at the start. Now it's once a week. Yeah. Because I feel more comfortable. It seems since I've been away, I've been all right. Um, But there was a lot of things that I stopped doing and I started going to the gym a lot more and I started writing down how I felt in, like, a journal. And, again, like you said about the, the gambling issues and things. Like that. I, was, I didn't realise... I, I I apparently had a gambling addiction, but oh. I didn't actually know about it. I was gambling every day, but I didn't see it as an addiction. Yeah, I was putting bets on, and I was like, "Fuck it, sound." And then I self excluded myself in May. Good man. Um, for this website where you can you can't register your details on any gambling website in the UK at all. Nice. Gambit or something like that. It's called. Done all that. Stopped all that, and I've not bets, and I've not put a bet on since like May. Yes, mate, that's fucking, like that. that's beautiful so to hear for someone like ta- me, that's, ta- that's taking brilliant. Taking all that nice away, taking all the negative shit away and all the things that, like that and then writing what I'm doing and writing what I'm eating and going to the gym and having a plan. and It's a routine, you're talking about the fact yeah. that you didn't do anything during the day because your job was so focused on the night time, long hours during the day and there's yeah. a lot of people like that but taking responsibility for your actions during the day, write what I mean, going to the gym, creating yeah. a schedule, it's yeah. so important isn't yeah. it? It's just fucking... Eating right because when you go home... At night, it's three o'clock. You're not meant to eat at fucking four o'clock in the morning. Your body's not designed to eat at that time, and especially you're not going to have breakfast at that time because it feels like you've been up at that time. So that's the last thing that's on your mind. You're just wanting to eat shit. But everything's programmed in life to Aye. have that time of night. Chips and cheese. That's your night home kebab. Then you go to sleep. It's mental. Fucking McDonald's on the way home, and you're like, no, don't do that. Do you know what I mean? You guys are actually making me hungry now. <laughs> we were like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, man, that'd be a great Do you want to nap out to the toilet and we'll eat a slice of pizza? <laughs> but I, I think the underlying message here is like a lot of people that come on a podcast and that are feeling like you is reach out at that moment rather than hold it inside. Balling up's not, not the best. And I can see that, when you bad. posted that on Instagram, there's a lot of people that were reacted, but there was probably a lot of people that messaged you and went, mate, I understand where you're coming oh, from. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I man box was bombarded, literally. It was mental. Um, a lot of people saying, a lot of people coming out and saying, I know how you feel. I'm going through similar things. A lot of DJs as well. A lot of DJs. You wouldn't need. It's quite, well, there's two fairly high profile ones. Obviously, there was, was it Avicii last uh, year? Avicii, yeah. But yeah, Tiesto was, had huge mental health problems and he just disappeared off the scene for a long, long time. He's only started DJing again in the last few so years. It's again with a lot of the pressure they deal with with being number one and. Yeah. Constantly not it being able to be shut off. Must be a fairly lonely existence at the same time as well. Although well, it's, it's what I'm saying, I, lo- I lost a, a lot of my good friends being a DJ because see, I started DJing when I was 19, and that's the ages when you're going out every weekend, and I was gigging every weekend. Yeah. So I've I started going back to Celtic games and stuff like that from the last year, and that's kind of been building my way. that community of friends. I've been yeah. my, I've got a new, new group of pals who I go to the games with every week, and it's it's like something to look forward to, something to to see them and. All that kind of stuff. It's mental, and especially in your twenties when you're trying to carve out your career, and if, if it's in the creative industries or any industry that just bucks the trend, you do have to throw your schedule about all the time, and it can affect friendships. So, to find what like a group of pals it can be difficult, but it's also recognizing where you need to. Like you're talking about, a lot of people don't like you. I felt like that for a while because I shunned a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of my friends, I was like, it doesn't give them. I don't give a fuck if they don't like me. Yeah. Whether it was through addiction or just my wiring. Now I take time out to meet as many people as possible that are important in my life because I know how important friendships are because that that's what can carry you through yeah. and what you're saying there about people recognising how you felt and identifying with it it's so important to keep that conversation going as well because that's the only way that community that of DJs that are working that um, schedule will carry through people yeah. are you know talking about the situations that they're in yeah. rather than isolating yourself no definitely but I know Shane's wanting to ask you the final question in the podcast. Yeah, well, is... it's been too light until now, so I thought we'd make it serious if we can. Okay, if you had to get away with murder, how would you do it? Oh, like if you had to murder someone and not get caught, what would you do? Uh, right. Uh, do you know what? Is it bad that I've actually already thought about this? No, nah, it's, it's like perfectly normal. Every time I get on the nice. piss. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think I would go about it pretty, pretty safely. So I'd pink a pair of gloves to start off with. Yeah. Right, I think I would hit them in the head with a, a like a mallet, like you know, like one of those mat, like in the back of the head, 
right on the top of a mallet, but I would, and then I'd put them in the car and dump them over a bridge. I think that you just want to see what happens when you hit someone over the head with a mallet, don't you? Like <laughs> I don't a, think it goes. Is, I, <laughs> is, <laughs> it a mallet, is it a mallet or a meat tenderizer? I have visions that a big Starburst pops out the word boing. Just, nothing that would cut them, but I just want to see like how bad it would hurt them. Like, so. <laughs> What, what Chris is saying, Chris is saying he Sorry. doesn't care about getting away with murder. He just wants to murder someone. <laughs> and then you're giving them carte blanche. Then if you've got the the but if you've got the gloves on, the fingerprints, and then just bang them in the river, tie some bricks to them, so they sink. Just See, uh, straight down. What's the what's <laughs> I, the nearest, about this. What's <laughs> the nearest river to Livingston? The River Ammond. There you go, mate. Check if anyone is in the police force. <laughs> check that fucking. Hey, don't rhyme. get knack. Don't shake it. Don't shake it. I got your bag. Bro. If, I got your bag. <laughs> if you find a body, the murderer snitches is most likely. Yeah. <laughs> the murderer, I did say that last week. Um, the murderer is going to be, be fair, under a sunbed. <laughs> they're probably going to investigate Danny before anyone now. As no, McDonald's took like what he's a Everyone's buzzing about the 20, 20 box of chicken nuggets, <laughs> and he's taking them home big bags. Uh, Chrissy, mate, thank you for coming. Thank you very much. We're, uh, for me, we're just about to record the second episode with another Chris uh, for Drunk Therapy and Friends. I just want to bring him in because you two know each other, don't you? You we, used to work do, together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're really good friends. Uh, I've been to Zante many times. Exactly. And uh, I've I've bopped <laughs> to your beats. know how we're really good friends and yeah. stuff? And, and me and James are really good friends. Yeah. Do you happen to know my last name? Um... Miki, Mikin, Matt, Matt, got it in the second. second Mikin, Mikin, yeah, Mikin. yeah, that was that. Well, Mikey's quite a good. Mikey's quite good. DJ Mikey's quite good. Mikey, Mikey is just what you call him because you're such good friends. Yeah, yeah. I'll just go. I'll call yeah, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's Mikey playing the tunes. <laughs> That's me. That's what I do. So, if you guys want to hear the uh, second episode of Drug Therapy and Friends with Chris Coletti, who's clearly got amazing banner, uh, tune in next week. Anyone else want to say anything to end this episode that doesn't sound really cheesy like a tease, the radio presenter? No, like, no we're going like, to... Like, if you, you want to do some wacky stuff soon, you want to hear it, you've got to listen to the next episode on your iTunes and all the other good places. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Right. Shane's stories are all made up. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.